Hello and welcome to Quarter Time Podcast. I'm Lucy G. And I'm Lucy P. And we're here to bring you all the netball goodness you never knew you needed. Hello everyone. It's here. Luz, Com Games is officially here and day one of the Commonwealth Games 2022 is officially in the books. I kind of can't believe it. I don't mm-hmm. know if you feel like that as well. It's like, are we in a dream? What is happening? It was amazing yesterday. I mean, the atmosphere in the arena was incredible, wasn't it, Luz? Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, you sort of look around and you've got like netball stars everywhere. You know, we're sat in front of Pam Cookie, Caroline Barker and the number of fans in that arena for the opening day I I was actually really impressed it was it was a sellout crowd yeah absolutely and that to me just shows I mean how impressive netball is and how vital it is in this competition and how much respect I think it has in relation to all the other sports that are happening at the moment netball is the one that people want to be coming to watch yeah for sure and why wouldn't you right so what are your thoughts on the first day of the games Well, I thought it was really interesting to get a look at all the teams. I think you could tell who started nervously, who started confidently. I think the results were pretty much as we anticipated in terms of the rankings, etc. The lowest number of goals scored in a quarter was actually Trinidad and Tobago in quarter two against England. They really did struggle in that one. Mm. And the highest number of goals scored in a quarter was Australia, unsurprisingly, against Barbados, which was a fantastic 27 goals. 27, that is outrageous. That must be up there with a record, would you say? I would have thought so, yeah. Yeah, It's got to be. But no, overall, it was a really great day. England recorded their largest ever winning margin against Trinidad and Tobago with 52. And like I said, the top four nations all recorded their first win, which is a great settler. Mm, Yeah, for sure. And there are actually two shooters as well uh, from the first day who shot at 100%. There was Shimona Nelson, who had 29 for 29, and our very own Ellie Cardwell, 30 from 30. She, I'm I'm calling it now, she has potential to be player of the tournament. What? I'm putting it out there. After day one. Yep, yep, yep. You've seen her play for 30 minutes, Luz. <laughs> and it was 29 minutes more than I needed to see her play, okay? <laughs> yeah, she was pretty good, to be honest with you. I think she's just so frightening to play against. Like, you never know where she's going to go. She's so unpredictable. Yeah, I love what she's bringing to the game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so what have we got coming up on today's show, Luce? So today we are recapping all the matches from the opening day, bringing you a roundup of all the results, and we're highlighting any key talking points. We'll also be bringing you our game of the day and hey. our player of the day. This sounds a bit familiar, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be discussing what we saw from each team and how everything is shaping up after a massive day of action yesterday. Yeah, love it. Bring it on. So first up was England versus Trinidad and Tobago. England taking a, a big win, 74 to 22. And I've gone for hit ground running. Mm. I think after a relatively slow start and a surprisingly high number of missed shots within the first 15 minutes from England, we did go on to win each quarter quite convincingly and exercise some of those day one jitters. <laughs> I think Trinidad quite clearly lacked the kind of leadership and the shooting prowess of Sam Wallace and Khalif McCollin in that shooting end. And I think they only scored their first goal of quarter three after 11 minutes. Took them 11 minutes to score a goal in that quarter. And I think that's credit to the monstrous defence end of the Roses. Yeah, I mean, it can't have been easy coming up against England in your first game. Mm -hmm. But, you know, credit to them. They they kept 
plugging away. They didn't give up. You saw Shaquanda Green Knoll oh, really going for it. And, you know, we, we love to see that as well. Mm. On to the next game, we had Australia versus Barbados. Again, Australia taking a big win, 95 to 18. And for this one, I said Goliath crushes David. Nice. <laughs> the outcome of this game was largely to be expected. And the Aussies dominated throughout from the very first whistle, maintaining possession for 10 and a half minutes of quarter two, by the way, and putting up that 27 goals in that quarter alone. We saw almost all of the diamonds take to court, except Paige Hadley, who is actually being load managed, Mm. interestingly. Barbados suffered an injury to Azor Bruce in quarter two, and though she did come back on the court, the Gems, they just never managed to get a foothold in this game at all. Their 21 unforced errors were punished, and they lacked enough dynamic movement to be able to evade their opponents. Yeah, I mean, oof, that is a toughie for sure. Uh, following this one was Jamaica versus Wales. Of Jamaica taking the win, seventy-two to forty-three, and I've gone for here's the sunshine. Mm. This game started off so close. I was absolutely living for Wales. They were properly goal for goal in the first quarter but then Jamaica put their foot down and the defence end just really grew into the game and that's that ball speed in attack was just ridiculous it increased exponentially Wales sort of started to struggle to stay in the contest there were a lot of penalties for both teams but Wales in particular had 67 penalties so a lot of whistle coming their way Interestingly, though, Jamaica had 16 match play errors compared to eight, nine and four for England, Australia and New Zealand, respectively, on that opening day. However, they also shot at 91%, which is pretty deadly. Oh, wow. Great stats, Luce. Interesting, because that's always been the area of concern for Jamaica is can they maintain possession, particularly through that midcourt against those top teams. So interesting. And next on to the final game of the day, which was New Zealand versus Northern Ireland. So New Zealand taking the win here, 79 to 20. And for this one, I said flex and test. Mm. New Zealand set the tone early and it took four and a half minutes for the first Northern Ireland goal in this game. The Warriors were outmatched for height in basically every position and really struggled to penetrate the zone effectively. The Ferns were just... Far superior in athleticism, fitness, tactical now. I think the Warriors had a, a pretty difficult day at the office yesterday. Yeah. Knowles put out a completely different starting seven combination in quarter two, quarter three and quarter four. She really tested those options. And as well as keeping the other coaches guessing, she's also keeping the players on their toes as well. Yeah, I mean, I find that fascinating you because it's a case of like, does she even know what her starting seven is or is she just... Well, she doesn't. Remember, we asked her. Well, yeah, she literally doesn't. But I find it interesting that she's actually given the players the opportunity throughout this competition to put themselves forward for those kind of crunch game moments. Whereas I would argue that majority of the coaches kind of know roughly what that seven's going to look like. But for New Zealand, it quite literally could be anyone. Yeah. And I actually think as well that it's quite, it's so brave to say, yeah, I don't know. Mm. I'm working it out right now. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you going to do about it, basically? Because it's so different to the way that the other coaches approach, like you said. And I think that is the point of difference because if you can go in and you don't know what to expect from a lineup, that first few minutes of the game is you thinking, oh, crumbs, what's going on here? What what do I need to do? How do I combat this? And that's enough time for a team like New Zealand to get the fast start on you. So Mm -hmm. I think we need to watch out. 
Yeah, I am starting to regret my words a little bit when it comes to New Zealand. I don't know. I I genuinely don't know what's going to happen. After yesterday, I mean, Lisa Alexander was behind us saying that England looked like a gold medal side, wasn't she? And we thought they started quite slow. I actually thought England were definitely underperformed, Mm. particularly that first quarter. I think when when Cardwell came on... so I mentioned I love Eddie Caldwell. When she came on with Housby, that combination for me sung so much more than Hart and Housby. Hart and Housby, I'm not sold on at the moment. I don't know. I think we've seen that uh, Joe's got a lot of strapping on. Yeah. She's maybe picked up a bit of a niggle in the camp, you know, the immersion camp. I, I just think that it'll take her a while to warm in, but also they didn't need to go full out yesterday. They yes. just needed to get past. They got a big score line. They needed to just, they keep needing to tick them off, basically, is what yeah. they need to do, rather than go all out. It's a long week. Yeah, yeah. Ten today, days. Today was about ticking over, you know, getting the initial nerves and adrenaline out of your system. And then, yeah, so I think today will be a much bigger test for them. Yeah, no, for sure. So moving on to our game of the day from day one, we've gone for Jamaica versus Wales. Mm. I loved this game. I thought it was really, really interesting. And you know what? I take my hat off to Wales who managed to put 43 goals against a side like Jamaica who were ranked four in the world. Like that is actually really impressive. And don't forget as well, sorry to interrupt Luce, but they have that defensive end, which is redonkulous. So, you know, and you saw youngsters coming on for Wales. It was it was really, really good to see. Yeah, I mean, speaking of that defensive end, I think it's wild to think that someone of Latanya Wilson's quality is starting on the bench for Jamaica. Like that just speaks to the strength that they have in that defensive end. And, you know, Acadia and Dehaney as well. Yeah. It is absolutely outrageous. And I think, you know, Jamaica did start with Ward in goal defence and Hemmings in wing defence, which I thought was very, very interesting. Shamira Sterling, I think, had a great day at the office. She only had seven penalties. I just, I don't know how That's to do ridiculous. it as a goalkeeper. Yeah. Like, stop it. Stop being so good, please. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, that defensive end, we found out in the post-match interview, that's specifically what Rob Wright was brought in to work on, is that defensive end, so that Connie Francis can kind of focus on the attacking woes, because that, that is where they've been let down historically. And I think you can see the work that he's been doing with them come to fruition. Like, they seemed a lot more disciplined. Well, they were more disciplined with only seven penalties for Sterling. And I just think, like, they're really starting to hum and starting to sing together as a unit. Uh, I think attacking-wise, that quick high ball into Fowler, it's just unstoppable. Like, they they know how to feed her. I don't think they quite know how to feed Nelson as well as Fowler. No, but did you see some of those one-handed takes? Stop it. That was just, that was outrageous. Yeah, she has grown so much in the last sort yeah. of three years as well. Because the bad hands used to be a real thing for her, and people would say, "Oh, they know the handling. She hasn't got it, but she's worked on that so much." Yeah, and it's really impressive. And I think you were saying to me yesterday that it's a shame that she doesn't get as much court time internationally because for any other side, she would be a starting goal shooter. Hands down. But it just so happens that she's in a team with Janelle Fowler. But her time will come. Yeah, and I actually do feel. A- not, not sorry for her, it's a bit dramatic, but because she is another tall timber for Jamaica, I think the automatic comparison is to put her up against Janelle Fowler. But actually, they're very different players, mm. I think. And I, I think she sometimes doesn't get the credit that she deserves because yeah. she's not just a, a carbon copy of Fowler. Like, she's a sensational player in her own right, yeah. does play differently to her. Um, and I think she 
does deserve a little bit more credit than what she gets. Yeah. But I think attacking wise as well, you know, we saw Beckford and Robinson in that goal attack position. Neither of them particularly wanting to take on much of the shooting load, but then again, they didn't really need to. No, and I mean, I did feel that Beckford was much more willing to give that quick ball into Fowler mm. than Robinson was in that first quarter. And I do think that that is the combination with Beckford and Fowler. I think that's how they'll start the big games. Yeah. But yeah, it. I mean, they've proved that you don't need to in order to win games against the lower ranked nations. They might need to against the likes of England, Australia, New Zealand. But I, I still do think it was a very good outing for Jamaica. We saw a glimpse of what they're made of, but there's more to come. Yeah, I mean, for me, the thing that stands out from them is their ball speed. Like some of that ball speed going from defence into attack, I was just like, it made mm. me start nervous sweating. Yeah, but they lie. did have a few handling errors from that. So yeah. maybe it's a little too quick, but they can rein it in. Yeah, no, it was it was a very good performance. And then I guess from a Wales perspective, they impressed in that first quarter, mm. but then faded slightly, a bit similar to what we've seen from them in the South Africa series. Yeah, I mean, at least for the South Africa series, they managed to put out a really convincing three quarters in the second game. Um, but for this one, really, it was kind of just that first quarter that they came out the blocks firing. And I was so, so impressed. I was absolutely loving it. I think one of the problems for me with Wales is that they don't have a strong enough goal attack. I think Betsy Creek is a really impressive goal shooter. Mm. I think she struggles in that goal attack position. And I think Eleanor Roberts, I've really enjoyed some of her court craft, but I think the way that she takes the shot and she has to angle herself towards the goal, she's putting herself at a disadvantage on every single shot that she's taking because she's she's shortening that gap. Especially so, with the height of someone like Sterling with right? those arms over, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just imagine a Bruce on that or something. Oof. It's It's, yeah... I, just, I think that goal attack position is a hole that they need to plug a little bit. But I want to give a shout out to Ella Powell-Davis for Wales. I thought she did a mountain of work, really, really tried her best. And the combination with Shaw, I think, was really nice. Like, it did produce some good results. But when you're up against Fowler, I mean, jeez. Jump what, what and hope. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically it, isn't it? No, I'm sure there's a lot of tactical kind of positioning and stuff that goes in, but it's like jump as high as no, you mate, can just jump. at all times. <laughs> but no, great game, great game. Um, who do we have for our player of the day, Luce? Well, you mentioned her briefly there, but we've actually gone for Courtney Bruce. Mm. So she was top in plenty of the stats, four interceptions, 10 games, which was the most of the day, and seventh for penalties, which is critical because she can often get yeah. pinged out of the game. Yeah. Especially, this has been discussed quite a lot with the difference between what the SSN umpires are going to let go and what the international umpires let go, which I think we saw. I was going to say, yeah. sidebar, definitely noticed that. Interestingly, yeah. even from end to end of the court. And so obviously that'll be something that we'll be keeping a close eye on as the tournament progresses. But in terms of Courtney, I mean, she's just majestic. Mm. Like when she plays in goal defence as well... I think it just gives Stacey so many more options and obviously they can bring Clow into the back, give that amazing height. But it really feels like Courtney's like a dog off the leash when she gets <laughs> in that centre third. Mm -hmm. You see her just charging through, like leaping and throwing these big shoulder passes. And she just looks like she's really loving life out in goal defence. I, I think she's a world-class goalkeeper, absolutely. But I think the, the move to switch her into goal defence against someone like a Helen Housby mm. would be really interesting to see if Stacey does put that, um, that tactical change in. But I mean, she just puts the fear of God in teams. And I think she will be 
critical to Australia's success at the pointy end. Without a doubt. I mean, I completely agree with regards to that goal defence position. She's got one of like the best uh, shoulder passes I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. It is an absolute bullet. Yeah. And I think when she has the opportunity to run more of the court, I, yeah, I, I think you get so much out of her. And like you say, she is a world-class goalkeeper. I think she's one of the few people who could genuinely be world-class in both positions. Yeah. And I mean... <laughs> Ellie Carlwell oh is another Please. example. I'm Stop. sorry. You're so obsessed with her. We're going to be getting calls from her people telling us to back off. And Contact my lawyers. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, they, they're they two examples of where I think you can be truly world-class in two positions as opposed to being world-class in one and then very good in another. Yeah. No, Bruce is I one of them. I have to agree. I have to agree with you. So, Luce, looking ahead to today... Any particular players? We obviously haven't seen Uganda play yet. We haven't seen Scotland play. Any of those players or any of the other teams that we're looking forward to seeing? I mean, like, all of them. All of them. The more netball, the better. <laughs> um, it, it's kind of hard to pick out specific people, really. But for Scotland, there's actually a couple of people I'm, I'm really keen to see sort of what they do on the international stage again. Uh, Emily Nicholl, for me, mm-hmm. and Neve McCall. I want to see if she can sink those long bombs. We saw um, Wharton try and sink a lot of the long bombs for Barbados yesterday. Didn't quite come off. I want to see if Neve can do it. Love that. Would mm-hmm. be great for yeah, her. Yeah, no, love that. Yeah, Emily Nicholl as well. I think she's just a really tenacious defender. Absolutely love her work. What about you, though, Luce? Anyone for Malawi, Uganda? Yeah, well, actually, I'm really interested to see if they start Mary Cholock in goal attack. Oh, yeah. Because I want to see that tall girl run. I want to see how that works with, you know, Proscovia Peace at the back there. I, I, I'm I, really interested to see what teams are going to do against that kind of height mm. because that is just a completely different game style to anything we see. Yeah. And so, I'm yeah, I'm really excited to see that matchup. Yeah, and I think actually today, I think all of the games have potential to be really, really good. Yeah. So one of the best days of the games. I oh think. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Until we get to the final, <gasps> hopefully. <laughs> Semi final day? No, we won't. That that's the worst day. Yeah. The best or the worst? No, I think it's the worst because it's just the sick feeling the whole day. Yeah, but waiting if you get through, and the nerves. Then all your dreams have come true, and you're guaranteed a medal, right? Like a Disney film. <laughs> I'm sure that the the Disney film about winning the netball at the Commonwealth Games is in production. I, I can feel a song coming yeah. on. There's, there's something in here. Okay, I think without without further ado, we should probably wrap up. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Quarter Time Podcast. As you will know, we are bringing you daily coverage from the Commonwealth Games with new episodes, live podcasts and social media content. So keep your eye on our channels for all the info you need, including our content schedule. Yes, indeed. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Follow us on social media at Quarter Time Pod for all the latest netball updates. Do get involved in the conversation online as well by letting us know what you think of the matches throughout the games, which players you've got your eye on. We genuinely love hearing from you. So many of you got in touch on day one as well uh, in response to our behind the scenes story on Instagram. So yeah, do get in touch. We love it. 
And some really exciting news. We are also organising an in-person meetup in Birmingham on Saturday 6th of August from 12 till 2 in between the semi-finals. We'll be putting all the details on our Instagram page, so do check it out and hope to see you there. And as well, another piece of... We're busy, Liz. <laughs> we're pretty busy people, aren't we? Doesn't sound like us. Yeah. <laughs> but we will be organising a live podcast on Twitter, and that is happening tomorrow morning, which is Sunday the 31st of July at 10am. And you can find the link on our Twitter page and we will be featuring Aww. Tracy Neville, Michelle Fippard and Vicky Sutton. Can you believe that? Mate, dream team. I know. So incredible. We'll be discussing how all the teams are getting on, hearing lots of insider info. So don't miss that. And also we will be recording it and putting it up on the usual podcast platforms as well. Yeah. And finally, we'd really appreciate it if you could just take a moment to rate and review as it helps other people to find the podcast. If you enjoy listening to the pod, please let us know. If you don't, don't want to hear from you. And <laughs> do spread the word with your netball pals so that even more people can get involved. Take care, everyone, and see you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>